Hello and welcome to The Other Marthas, the show where a drama student and a film graduate try to make sense of things we wish we were qualified in instead, with an emphasis on history, mystery and all things morbid. A quick disclaimer before we get started, we don't claim to be experts in any of the topics we'll be discussing, so while everything we say will be based on individual research, it's all a bit of fun and we suggest that you take everything we say with a pinch of salt. I'm Martha, I'm the drama student. And I'm the other Martha, the film graduate. So Martha, what are you going to be telling me about today? Today I'm going to be educating you on Blackbeard the Pirate. Oh, yes please. Do you know anything about Blackbeard before we get started? Not a lot, to be honest. I The only sort of encounter I've had with Blackbeard, so to speak, um, less exciting than it sounds, is uh, I've read Moonfleet, which is great mm. and it's about a young lad who sort of gets involved in smuggling and such sort of by accident and i'm pretty sure near the beginning of it he falls into blackbeard's coffin by mistake because he's trying to hide somewhere i and thought you he... were gonna say he falls in love with blackbeard no 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 no, no, no. and i was like where's this Absolutely book not. i need to read this no okay, there's, it's definitely okay, okay. one of the legendary pirates and i'm pretty sure it's blackbeard like he lives uh, where he's supposedly buried and there's all these legends around it and then he's around the graveyard he gets spooked or has to hide or something hides in the blackbeardy area and then he falls into his coffin and grabs hold of the nearest thing um, to try and write himself and it's blackbeard's beard and it just comes <laughs> off <laughs> okay. and he's like mm, it feels like seaweed and it's a beard well, it's, quite, it's really quite disturbing, but I would recommend. That's um, that's really, that's really, that's a really good fact to know about Blackbeard. I thought you were going to say that you knew he had a black beard. Um, <laughs> well, did he? Yeah, let's get into All it. All right, fun. <laughs> okay, so Blackbeard, they think, was born as Edward Teach mm-hmm. in Bristol in around 1680. He also could have been Thatch or Thatcher. Um, because no one could spell and also he didn't necessarily want people to know who he was that's why he makes sense yeah so um but yeah he most likely came from a middle class maritime family who'd have thunk yeah he's a trust fund pirate (laughs) i have that (laughs) it's always the ones who have who want more yeah but here's the thing it's like um the reason they think that is because he could read and write and right. had knowledge of like trade on the seas yeah well good point so, yeah how would he have procured that otherwise so he's a big old poche from bristol <laughs> um bristol in the 1680s as we know slave port yes most of the ships coming in and out of bristol were slave ships yeah Another bit of context, mm-hmm. we're at the end of the Stuarts at the Glorious oh, yes. Revolution. So we're with Queen Anne, ah. who um, fans of cinema might know <laughs> from the favourite. As the lesbian one, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, she's also the last of the Stuarts. I didn't know she was technically a Stuart. Yeah. Bizarre. And... Um, Around this time, also, newspapers and novels were growing in popularity. Very cool. And um, 
there's like sort of theories that celebrity status was born in 1709 so sort of like around this time the newspapers are like great we can print loads of newspapers and people are reading them now what are we going to write about and they start writing about celebrities that's so interesting well would so would things like court intrigues previously have been entirely confined to the court and as far as the public were concerned it was more or less just like oh i hear henry's wife's gonna be executed on thursday really i thought they were going strong well what do we know we don't we're peasants (laughs) no one tells us anything yeah i suppose so i think it was the public generally because they had people standing out in the street yelling things yeah and they also would have got a lot of their news i suppose from church like yeah or or sorry you go anything that the king wants them to know like hey turns out my wife's a heretic yes that's like you get the you put out something for the yeah and then probably other bits of things like oh i hear the king and tommy cromwell are hatching another murder plan might come from like the kitchen maid who works there and sometimes goes home on a sunday yeah like Like, you'll never guess less print more gossip because not a lot of people could read yeah so <laughs> makes sense you don't, you don't get okay magazine <laughs> in the 1600s not till 1680 your church priest man and yep. betty the cook who comes exactly. home on sundays they they are the great journalists of their time so um around 1701 to 1714 Mm-hmm. We have this wonderful party called the War of Spanish Succession. Oh, party! Yeah, which is where Spain doesn't have a monarch. Right. And all the other countries, local, that do have monarchs, are like, hey, I want who I want to be on the throne of Spain. Uh huh. And so there's a lot of drama going on in Europe because mm-hmm. mainly France and England are trying to decide the fate of Spain. It doesn't change. So, it's a very unsettled political time. Mm. During this time, Blackbeard, um, or Edward Teach, mm-hmm. um, I don't think he's called Blackbeard yet, no. <laughs> is a member of the Royal Navy. Mm. Um, but there's also theories that he might have been aboard a slaver ship and ends up in jamaica oh, not certain okay. but i'm gonna go with the royal navy route because it's more direct all right but there's another theory out there mm-hmm. um so he's a member of the royal navy and was recruited as a privateer privateers are basically pirates that the queen is like hey go and steal spanish or french ships you get to keep the gold and the ship huh. and what she gets from it is that their fleet's destroyed. Oh, wow. So they're pirates for the Queen. That must have been so, like fantastic for anyone who fancied being a pirate. Yeah, because you do all the pirate things, but you can't be arrested. Yeah, amazing. Well, by your monarch. Yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, just don't get caught. So, <laughs> such good advice. Stupid pirates. Yeah, so um, he was a privateer under a captain who has another brilliant name, 
Last week we had a brilliant name. This week we've got a brilliant name. His Great. name is Captain Benjamin Horny Gold. <laughs> <laughs> Horny Gold? Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm just wondering how we got that. In in polite society, people seem to be pronouncing it horny gold. Like they kind of go fast. I see, I see. It's horny gold. Probably it's horny gold. Wow. Because he's a pirate and they like gold. Yeah. I just I mean in what was it, sixteen seventy odd? Seventeen sixteen, sorry. Right, I was gonna say. But like Oh no, no, actually they did have weird names by then, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I was just I was just uh, regressing the population's, you know, like the etymology of all language about 1500 years or well, actually wet, considerably more. Mm. I today looked up the origin of the word okay. So, don't worry, I'm I'm there with you. Wh- Hold on, I know this. I know this. Someone's told me this. It's an American politician in like 1890. His initials were OK. His like nickname oh. of his initials. So he was like, it's all OK, which means all right. It's like a. That makes it's called sense. Our like, all day Kemper or something. And he's like pronouncing it weirdly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, it's good to know. It's weird. Anyway, <laughs> um, but I'm with you on the I'll suddenly think of the origin of every word I say. Um, so anyway. Uh, 1716, Blackbeard is under Hornigold, and <laughs> <laughs> they're having a wonderful time robbing ships from the French. Mm-hmm. Around this time, because the war of Spanish succession finishes, I think, in 1714, but then there's this thing called Queen Anne's War, where she's being salty to the French still. Yes, 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 yes. And, uh, uh, hold on, hold on. I know some of this. The uh, oh, crap. <laughs> you <laughs> I really sound like you know it. No, I, oh, I'm I, impressed. Hold on. <laughs> I'm generally what? impressed when someone says "hold on" and then stammers. <laughs> it is quite impressive. Um, no, but what's his sodding name? Marlborough, John Marlborough, who. Uh, ends up getting Blenheim Palace or something like that. Am I right? I don't know. I wasn't anyway, talk about it. He he wanted to do that, uh, and Lord Sidney Godolphin, who was in charge of the government at the time, was pro the war. But then some other fa- watch the favourite. I'm so sorry. I really thought I remembered things that I just don't. <laughs> well, I'm really happy that you interrupted me there um, because I was just going to say that and then carry on. Oh, um, right. well, now now I you wasn't know some names. Now I know some names. So basically, after the War of Spanish Spanish Succession, mm. these privateers now have fleets of ships and loads of money, right. and so they're like, I don't want to just go back to the Royal Navy. I'm going to continue to be a pirate. Right. Um, so they have these like little notes from the queen that says, oh, this is a privateer. Like if you're the Navy, don't stop them, which mm-hmm. have now expired, but they're still like, Meh, I'm a pirate. Yeah. Uh, give me all your money. All of that good stuff. So <laughs> I love that. They have a note it. from the queen. Yeah. Little note. 
it's like a, a document that they have to have yeah like an exemption so, from PE or something what are you yes. doing straight in the corridor well actually uh and then you unfold your little doctor's note and you're like excuse you Benjamin Hornigold is excused from PE because <laughs> because he's got his period. Exactly. No, what Benjamin Hornigold does do mm. is not be excused from PE, but in fact captures a ship off of Jamaica. Mm. And Blackbeard is along for the ride. And Hornigold is like, Blackbeard, I like your style. Would you like to be quartermaster on my ship? It's like, love to, thanks and so he my notes are such a mess yeah. <laughs> i'm just going to show you them i like oh they're neat boy. but the annotations yeah they look yeah. like my notes and that's nothing but a bad thing <laughs> it's an insult it is um, <laughs> yeah so as quartermaster as quartermaster he has to deal with the discipline the stores and the loot mm-hmm. so he's like really trusted mm. Yeah, um, like surely that's everything that's not actually, you know, the the ship stuff. Like he sounds like he's in charge of the piratey business more. Other than steering the ship and planning yeah. where they go. Yeah. And yeah. I think I think nowadays the quartermaster even does that. So don't really oh, know wow. what the captain does. Um <laughs> so Hornigold is like, I've got so many ships now, I'm having such a great time, because they then steal two more ships. Mm-hmm. Um one of which is commanded by a guy called Steed Bonnet. Brilliant. Um, who's from Barbados and is often called the Gentleman Pirate. Cool. And oh, yes. Yeah, I've heard the Gentleman Pirate name. Yeah. So, Horny Girl's like, I've got so many ships, Blackbeard. I want you to be the captain of one of them. Mm. And he lets him captain the Revenge. Nice. Can I ask a question at this point? Please do. Um, based on the uh, Gentleman Pirate being from Barbados, something that's always um, struck me in films about pirates is that the crew seem to be a lot more diverse than in many other kind of what career choices. Hey? Than other career choices from the time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, so um i will disappoint you here and tell you that steed is a white man from barbados and his parents are rich and they probably own people so i don't know if if that's the case but he's from likely if he's a a rich white person living in barbados then yeah but yes and we'll get on to a little bit of it but yeah when i heard that steed bonnet was from barbados i also got excited yeah he is he is a a rich white man from barbados Our favourite. That's a joke. They're not our favourite. <laughs> okay, so at this point now, loads of ships, having a great time. Blackbeard then, on the revenge, captures a French ship called the Concorde, or, bit of French for you, Martha, Ooh. La Concorde. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, <laughs> but Concorde is Concorde. Ah, no. Uh, you yeah. got me with the pronoun or whatever it is. And he renames it. It's like that one time, do you remember? I don't know if you were in this French lesson because I don't know if it was like the lower group. I didn't know if they did that. But do you remember that one time in the French lesson where we had French exchange students and our teacher asked the French students what they call the Grand Prix? No. She was like, she was like oh, at the weekend, I watched, but she said it in French, yeah. Le Grand Prix. And she went, what do you call the Grand Prix? Oh, no. Like, what do you the call Grand Prix, it? yeah. 
it's literally in French. Like, that's oh, what they bless. said. That must be, but the thing is, as a French teacher, like, of course she would have known that, but it must have been one of the most embarrassing moments. <laughs> God. Anyway, so La Concorde, and he renames it Queen Anne's Revenge. Oh, fun. And this is in 1717, if you're keeping track of time. Queen Anne's Revenge is massive and very fancy. Mm. And when it was the Concorde, it seems like it was a slave ship Mm. that then he converted to his own use. Mm -hmm. And from what I read, he gave the crew of la concorde he gave them a little boat and was like go and have fun on this little boat (laughs) yeah and they called it something like (laughs) the bad meeting because like they met they met blackbeard and then he put the slaves on an island okay and i think i don't know if he was trying to be cute or whether he was like whether he was trying to free them or whether he was like i don't i don't want them here so yeah i don't know what to do with all these island people yeah but then well, it's that so... is cool anyway. Yeah, but then it's so sad oh, no. because the crew of the bad meeting or whatever oh, it's called no. just go to the island and get them again. No. What, and then sell them? Probably. Jesus Christ. It's like, guys, just leave them alone. You've just... got to live your lives. Let yeah. these people live. But no. That's so confusing. Um, so Blackbeard is just like on his own on this giant ship that could hold presumably several hundred people because yeah. if it's a, a not slave comfortably ship, though no oh, no obviously not so he's just there hanging out and he's like you know what i need more room or well, no, possibly it's not, it's, you know it's what it's you guys room. are not having a good time i don't yes i mean we don't know blackbeard's motivation no and i'm not saying he's a great liberator of people <laughs> i don't know his thinking but what happened is the enslaved people were yeah. captured again but by then, the same people that kept them in the first place yeah but then what did so Oh, I see. Wait, 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 wait. I was imagining something different. So Blackbeard the Blackbeard plonked the crew that were initially on the slave ship in another little ship. Yes. Right. I thought Blackbeard plonked his own crew. Oh, <laughs> no. In a smaller ship. Was just hanging out on his own and then went, no, I need he... more room for just me. <laughs> Excuse me, everyone, but there's not enough room for Blackbeard. No, he puts the crew of La Concorde on this other vessel that makes and sense. his piratey crew on what's now the Queen's An- Queen Anne's Revenge. And then I was also confused because I was like, well, why did Blackbeard's crew go and get go and, these right. people again? Yeah, sorry, right. I probably explained I understand it wrong. now. So that's how he gets the Queen, Queen Anne's Revenge, which is mm. his like iconic ship yeah and that same year horny gold then <laughs> retires which Aww. essentially seems to put blackbeard in charge of the fleet mm, wow. so horny gold takes two ships with him but they've still got a couple of ships and the revenge which isn't queen anne's revenge the revenge is the one that horny gold captures and gives to blackbeard and yes. blackbeard uses to, to capture, capture- Queen Anne's Revenge. Le Concorde into, yeah. Yeah. Got yeah. And so the revenge then goes to Bonnet. Yeah. So that's where everyone is on the ships. Lovely. Um, talking about crews, because we've, you know, we, we brought it up, so I'll skip ahead a little bit. Queen Anne's Revenge needed 
around 100 crew members to sail properly. Mm. And so... And I thought it was just Blackbeard swinging around. Like, <laughs> no, it's massive. Yeah, I and was going to say. So some, sometimes when he captured a vessel, like mm. a, you know, an enemy vessel, he would recruit people from the ship and be like, oh, do you want to be a pirate oh. to fancy it? Yeah. And he would also sometimes kidnap and force them to be pirates mm. but pirates sort of saw themselves as their own law and society and everything mm. which must have been appealing in a time that's so politically weird true like if you don't really know like oh who's the queen oh yeah. who's gonna rule spain like, like the pirate oh, code just... is always gonna be the pirate code yeah yeah also fun facts about pirate code mm is that they have like <laughs> sets amount of money for different wounds like oh if you lose your right arm you get this much money if you use it if you lose an eye you get this much money they had compensation so, before it was cool yeah so like not only is it like potentially like racially diverse they've you know, they had men going around without arms and legs and eyes you know i they are beginning to sound and i'm aware that you know they are taking vessels by force and and yeah but from the monarchy yeah true they really sound like they're doing pretty good stuff also i thought when you were saying um uh that they would give these different amounts of money i thought yeah. you were saying that they had like a cap off point per ship like non-profit organizations like they had to <laughs> reinvest in <laughs> getting better ships or working conditions or something well or they probably got... did because well, yeah there's only only... like oh we've got three thousand doubloons oh better not go above four thousand or the pirate oh. king will come and say well now you have to pay tax they probably were taxed by pirate kings in That's that true. the pirate king was like i won't come and kill all of your crew if you give me some money that was thing Let's get on to the story. So Blackbeard equipped the Queen Anne's Revenge with 40 guns and crewed her with between 100 to 300 sailors. Wow. Couldn't count them. So some fun pirating techniques here for you. Uh, one tactic that Blackbeard used, and it's just such a fun tactic, is he would put up a French or English flag mm. and would be like, Ho, please come and talk to us because we're French and so are you. Yeah. And then the French ship would come to them. Yeah. And then when they were too close to get away, they'd put up the Jolly Roger, which oh. is either skull and crossbones or a little skeleton man holding a spear Ooh. with a heart on it. Oh, um, God. So that's fun. Uh, and then would frighten them so that they would quickly hand over their goods. I see. And I just think, like, first of all, so, like, so easily fooled. Yes. And second of all, imagine if two pirate ships were both going, bonjour, yeah. I'm French, come <laughs> here. And then they meet and they're both like, Rawr, we're pirates. And then they're like, oh, it's like that Spider-Man meme. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, I wonder what would happen, like, whether you'd sort of weigh up and go, oh, well, we're like what are pirates allowed to pirate each other are they do they kind of go 
oh we're of similar might therefore we won't bother or is it kind of fair game if they want to give it a go or i would go with probably you don't attack other pirates Mm. because then because they are a sort of society yeah and they have sort of their own rules you might not be the most popular guy at the next pirate party which they do have true so they do. They like meet up in like like near Jamaica and stuff, and they this, have like this, pirate more, get-togethers. Yeah, the more you're telling me about this, the more I'm thinking. From what I remember of Pirates of the Caribbean, it sounds spot on. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I would say Pirates of the Caribbean is historically accurate. Way. And that's a fact. That's what we no, were all not. looking for. It's not. Okay, so um, I don't know what's going on about, but let's continue with the story. <laughs> going off of the like come hither and then yes. frightening people yeah um blackbeard is famous for such a fun party trick that he used to do okay where he would put gunpowder and fuses in his beard which he'd coated with wax no and set them alight and he would appear on deck with burning tapers around his face Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. And so he he had a massive, messy, bushy beard. Yeah. And he would turn he also had freakishly long hair, mm. um, which is a compliment that you gave me once. <laughs> and it is. And um he would turn up flaming Hagrid, basically. Oh my god. I wonder how demand... he first came up with that. Like I want maybe if he he accidentally just yeah. spilled a lantern in his beard and he was like this is weird it's not hurting me and then thought oh it must be all the wax or something no no he would put the wax it wasn't like oh i've been using my beard oil <laughs> no it was i want to set fire to my own beard <laughs> yeah. because i think it will be scary but i'm gonna put wax in it so that i don't set fire to myself yeah yeah, yeah. no that's what i mean but if if he did it accidentally one time with a candle but so a lantern's oh right Right, okay. Then maybe he's like, why isn't this burning my skin off? Ah. People would have just known. I think people just had more of a knowledge of candles then. Like, I don't think he would have needed to have spilt a candle on him to understand that wax Yeah, that's actually a good point. Yes, I'm I'm sort of... (laughs) And he's basing middle class, it on the remember. kind of journey I would have had to go through to come to that. <laughs> yeah, he's he's middle class, so he's probably <laughs> like lived around a lot of candles. He's he's probably had a frustrated youth in which he's tried that kind of shit before. <laughs> yes, he's a he's a posh boy from Bristol, and he's definitely set fire to his beard for fun before his life of piracy. <laughs> Absolutely, just in his so, room, like one day this will do something cool. I mean, he's right. Or he'll be like, <laughs> he'll be like. Trying to get his way with his parents. And he's like, if you don't let me go to the docks, I'll set my beard on fire. Yeah, like how little kids always cut their own hair. And then their parents get really annoyed. He's like, he's put I'm too cool for that. Yeah, so just a fun side note about Blackbeard's appearance. I have absolutely no idea. That's really cool. And that kind of cements the beard more as a part of his identity as well. Yes, that's most likely why everyone was like, not only, well... So, in polite society at this time, men had, like, neat, short hair and were clean-shaven. Ah. So, to be like, hey, look at my bushy beard and long hair, he's, like, properly cementing himself as, I'm not a nice person, I'm not civilised, don't even try me because I'll get you with my flaming beard. So, was Blackbeard 
an early version of the kind of anti-establishment middle-class hippie. Blackbeard tapers in the beard and here's a fun description of him from the time mm. such a figure that imagination cannot forge an idea of a fury from hell to look more frightful mm. he's a spooky looking man but yeah. also um some information about how he would choose to decorate his beard perhaps on his off days blackbeard would also tie colorful ribbons in oh. his beard. <laughs> huey so when he's not setting fire to it, he's <laughs> decorating it with ribbons. And I think that's nice. That's very sweet. Anyway, away from his massive beard, um, <laughs> Blackbeard has a massive operation at this time, as well as a massive beard. Damn. And they would place themselves in major shipping lanes mm. and then just raid huge numbers of ships. Wow. So there's a statistic that off of the coast of the Carolinas, so this is America, mm-hmm. um, they got 15 ships in 48 hours. <gasps> oh my God. They yeah. must have been at this point. I assume there was a response to like really start arming ships against pirates or something. Well, you would think so. You but... really, really would. <laughs> so but our also, ships are going. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I suppose there must have been. I mean, I'll get onto it a bit later about how right. fed up people were getting with him. So they would do like these massive sprees, and then they would, if the heat got a bit much, not as in oh it's too hot, but as in like they're sending out patrols, the mm. ships are armed, and things like that. They would go to Jamaica and chill out for a bit and restock (laughs) wait for everyone in america to calm down and then come back and steal all their money wow yeah what a life they would also sell their goods in the colonies because Mm. basically um some of the goods that they would have would be spices medicine sugar rum wines specifically french um indigo dye and cotton and cocoa and a lot of these were from france and spain Mm. and so because england was salty with france and spain they weren't letting the colonies trade with france and spain Ah. so the pirates were the middleman and they'd steal everything from france and spain and then take it to the colonies and sell it to them yeah so like youtube channels who have netflix um accounts and then put them up well put up do you know what i mean like so what am i talking about what i'm talking about is a commodity that not everyone see pi- oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're talking about it's, it's piracy. piracy wow <laughs> i just likened piracy to piracy everyone you heard it here first i'm just gonna let you continue while i live down that embarrassment <laughs> <laughs> yeah they have these stores full of spices because Mm -hmm. the general view of pirates is they love gold and jewels Mm. and jewelry but actually they loved spices because Mm. they're light and they're expensive makes a lot of sense and so you can have more on your ship so you know fun fun pirate fact for you they also didn't bury treasure interesting yeah which 
I'm happy about because it's always filled me with rage that a pirate would bury their treasure and then be like, right, off back to sea then. It's like, what are you doing? I'm yeah. like, why are you burying it? What? I know, yeah, I mean... I guess it's just like making a deposit in a bank, except it's in the ground, but... Yes, but then they always forget where it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, like... There wasn't there. I feel like Blackbeard was one of the ones... Oh, mind you, it could... I mean, it's almost definitely a rumour, but what, like, whenever a major pirate dies, people are like, oh, where's that hoard of treasure that they... Yeah. No, he didn't have a hoard of treasure. His yeah. hoard of treasure if he buried it, was spices and cotton that's definitely rotted away now. Good point. It's just some so, spicy earth somewhere. <laughs> spicy earth, like mm. a fun tree's growing there. Yeah. Um, so then we get on to quite a fun event. Brilliant. Which is Charlestown in May 1718. All right. Um, which is in South Carolina. So... They can't catch a break, Carolina, from Blackbeard. Blackbeard basically laid siege to Charlestowner for a whole week because he needed medicine. Oh. Which I've done similar things to Boots, to be honest. <laughs> so what happened, what he did was any vessel that tried to enter or leave the port he would capture. He captured nine vessels, including one which was carrying rich people from <laughs> Charlestown. Like a, a people carrier? To London. Well, no, it was a ship that yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, people were on. Okay. But they were like um, sort of like the colony's version of royalty. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Like they were like the aristocracy basically yeah yeah yeah. and so he captured them and said i need medicine <laughs> and he said if i don't get medicine i'm going to kill you all oh my god to the rich people and the rich people went we'll get you some medicine <laughs> yeah sensible so why did the pirates want medicine what was wrong with the pirates well um, they had just returned from Africa and the West Indies. Mm -hmm. So there's theories that they either had malaria or yellow fever. Right. But they might also have needed a popular cure for syphilis mm. because they're pirates. And yeah. it sort of goes along with the job that you go to the brothels and you catch syphilis. Yeah. Yeah. What is it with... Well, I suppose it is just you spend so long on the sea and then it's like, oh, well, like people... <laughs> Were you going to say, what is it with syphilis? <laughs> well, I was going to say, what is it with sailors and syphilis? Which oh, I'm well, sure... yes, they go to the docks. And yeah. all the other sailors go to the docks. Yeah. So... Yeah, true, 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 true. And, yeah. and you get so... the window of opportunity when you can, I suppose. There's no time to woo. Well, that's the other thing, is that they get, like, a night off. Yeah. So they, like, stop at the docks. They go and visit the... The, the ladies the lovely ladies <laughs> yeah and um catch syphilis and <laughs> great good trade fun cure that they were willing to lay siege to a town for a week for mm. is such a nightmare uh it's a <laughs> urethral syringe full of mercury <gasps> which is injected into the penis surely that didn't work 
it didn't work. No. Um, because Why did anyone think it would or continue because, to think it did? Well, um, first of all, it'd kill you. Yeah. <laughs> but it alleviates the symptoms. Uh-uh. So they were like, oh, it works for a while and, and then, then eventually kills you. Yes, but it's not like a week later. It's like years later. I see. I when see. you've done it a lot of times. To be so fair, it's not, I'm... It's like I, a slow poisoning because it's heavy yeah, metal. I suppose like, things like, uh, and I, I apologise if this is insensitive, but, but things like chemotherapy can take a large toll on the body, which can ultimately, um, and a lot of sort of more aggressive medicines, which can ultimately prove as dangerous as the disease, but you take the trade-off because you're more comfortable for longer or similar. Yeah, and also, like syphilis is not a party like you no. get sores and then you start it affects your brain yeah and your mind so they were like and what you want give me i mean no one would inject anything into <laughs> their mercury. urethra if they didn't have to and yeah that's separate. a very good point well actually some people would and if that is your thing okay martha fine, we don't these these people they don't need us to validate them Maybe they do. I just, well, I just want to say, what? do you? This isn't the podcast. <laughs> this, this isn't that podcast. That's true. I'm sure there are um, fetish positive podcasts out there. <laughs> so, anyway, here's a fun quote from the time, and then we'll move on from urethral syringes full of mercury. Mm. It's a fun quote from the time, and it's a night with Venus, a lifetime with mercury. Oh, I thought it was going to be a rhyming one, and I was like, "Where's this going?" <laughs> a night with Venus, a syringe in your penis. <laughs> I mean, also, can I just say, whenever you say a quote from the time, <laughs> I keep thinking of it as as the Times newspaper. But at that point, there hadn't been enough of them to earn the plural. <laughs> so it's the time. The time. No. Um, a contemporary quote. Yes. <laughs> um, anyway, so speaking of. Uh, Venuses. Oh, uh, Blackbeard did not frequent the docks. Ah, he instead chose a slightly, but only slightly, more <laughs> monogamous option. Right, because Blackbeard was married. Oh, how nice! Can you guess how many wives Blackbeard had? I want to say fourteen. Yes. No, are you kidding? You full on read my mind then. He had 14 wives. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, so he had one for each port that he would Yeah, visit. I was going to say, ideal. And so there's a couple of theories as to why he had so many wives. Mm. The first one is that he was very romantic, uh-huh. loved women, enjoyed getting married and having wives, <laughs> and just liked... He just enjoyed it. He's just a happy little man who loved having lots of wives. <laughs> That's really sweet. Apparently, there also aren't any reports of him being abusive towards women in any, in any way. So, you know. Cool. Damn, still a decent dude. human being. Yeah. I mean, he's not because he murders people. But like... Yeah. <laughs> like on balance. On I mean, balance. In person. Charming fella. Um, do yes. we know if the wives knew about each other? I mean, not that it really matters in the grand scheme of things. I don't but... think they did. I think every port he had to look in his little book to find the name <laughs> of the wife. Portia. And then yeah. be like, no one mentioned the other 13 <laughs> to Sarah. 
And then everyone's like, aye, aye, Captain. All right, Blackbeard. So another theory is that they were an insurance policy, basically, because Mm. if Blackbeard was captured at the port, they would do a trial at the port Mm. and his wife could come along and go, that's not Blackbeard, that's my husband. Oh my God, so they didn't know he was Blackbeard either. They... Well, he would disguise himself and change his name for each marriage. So I also like that if he's got a book of wife names, he's also he's got, got a book, book of business. what his name is yeah. and also what this man wears as his costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. So they might they might have known he was Blackbeard, but also would have been willing to lie for him. Yeah. Wow. Or they might not have known. It's been like there's I mean it's I suppose it's not like they're gonna get together and be like, interesting. We, 14 women from every continent times yeah. two, um, all have a husband who's away a lot. And weirdly, never at quite the same times. Um, it's <laughs> unlikely, I suppose. Although yes, I would love a novel about the wives setting up their own pirate things, coming together, realising that they're all Blackbeard's wives. Yeah. And then all divorcing him and taking all of his money yeah um so i've just developed my own theory right this second (laughs) go on here's my theory if all of your crew are dying of syphilis and you've seen what the cure is it probably works quite in your favor to just have one lady that you know probably isn't sleeping with all the other sailors yeah It's a very good point. So you're not going to get syphilis? Just minimising your contact. Yeah, although I wonder if Blackbeard had syphilis because he was very desperate for the medicine to lay siege Mm. for a week. Mind you, though, I mean, if all of your crew have it, then it's also like, I mean, what are you going to (laughs) do? Blackbeard in his his fun time, as with the early glory days of Queen Anne's Revenge, just him. And Just him being like, my whole crew have syphilis. I yeah. have to get the medicine. <laughs> He'd go back to the island where he left the people before and be like, hi, do you guys want to work on the ship? I know that you were imprisoned in the ship to be sold into slavery, but do you want to be my crew? I don't He'd be so- like, I like the idea that he'd be really sensitive about it. Be like, I'm so, so- I'm aware that like- I'm aware I marooned you on this island, but. <laughs> Do you know anything about sailing? And also, are you willing not to visit the dock ladies? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. um, So those are Blackbeard's wives. Um, I think either way, I mean, it's cute. Oh, yeah. It's weird because you shouldn't have 14 wives. But uh, if, if, I mean, I mean, they didn't know about it. I think it's, I think it's cute that one of the theories is he's just very romantic and like, yeah, I married. like that. And he's like, but I <laughs> but I can't go and see Sandra. So here's some roses for you, Jermaine. The other th- the other thing is that um, he was rich enough to afford them all because, like, obviously, if you've got a wife, you've got to put her in a house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And feed her and yeah. things. So good point. Damn, I mean, you know. It's, and also, it's probably quite like a labour low role for these wives because yeah. they live alone most of the time. So they're probably like, yeah, sure. Probably having a I fantastic haven't. time. Yeah. Yeah. Life for Raleigh. Every now and then your husband comes back covered in glory. Possibly there's a trial. <laughs> <laughs> possibly there's a trial in which you have to lie about who he is, but that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. That's the hardest thing you'll ever have to do. Yeah. So um, 
<laughs> She's having a little giggle. Okay, so now we get on to a fun moment in Blackbeard's life. And I have mm. two accounts of it mm. because I don't know which is true. Okay. <laughs> Basically. Um, but by this point, Blackbeard had only been an official pirate captain for two years. He'd oh, been wow. a pirate and a privateer for longer because he started, you know, a couple of years under before horny that. Gold. Under horny gold. But he'd only been a pirate captain for two years and he's like running a whole fleet, which is like yeah, career play. goals. Here are the two versions of the story. I'm going to call this story Blackbeard's Pardon. Oh. So, in 1717, King Charles, um, he launches this thing called King Charles's Act of Grace, which was basically oh. saying, there's so many pirates and I can't keep killing them all. So if you're a pirate, come forward, tell us you're a pirate, tell us who your accomplices are and if you say you promise never to be a pirate again you can keep all of your loot wow from being a pirate which is a good deal yeah i mean you have to turn in your friends but they're really just yeah. colleagues yeah <laughs> and um and they're all syphilitic anyway they're gonna die of mercury poisoning very soon yeah either the syphilis or the mercury is gonna get them, yeah, so. and time it right and you're sparing them really yeah i mean <laughs> sure yeah, it's not great but so um <laughs> here's where the story diverts into the two parts the reason i don't know which one's true is because the first one i'm going to tell you i heard on a history podcast mm. from an expert and the second one i'm going to tell you i read on wikipedia ah which is also written by historians but there's two stories and I thought they're both fun so I'll tell you them both all right why not so the first story is that Blackbeard realizes he's famous <laughs> and he's like I can't even go out anymore because everyone recognizes me as Blackbird Blackbird Blackbeard. <laughs> sunglasses haven't been invented yet so I can't disguise yeah. my identity as though they would help and he also realizes that the Queen Anne's revenge is also really recognizable because mm. it's a really famous ship at this point mm. like no one's falling for the i'm french i promise <laughs> thing anymore so he's got his crew of 150 people really drunk they have <gasps> a big party on the ship and uh -huh. he's like everyone like he's like you know when creepy men like like tip the bottom of the glass to make women yeah 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 he's doing he's that to doing all that. the sailors yeah and they all pass out. And then he deliberately crashes Queen Anne's Revenge into Beaufort Inlet in A Carolina. Uh-huh. And he <laughs> and he's like, oh no, I crashed, I crashed <laughs> my ship. Oopsie. And so that night he goes to the governor of Virginia and pleads for his pardon and he gets it. And he's like, my whole crew are down in the inlet peace oh out oh my god what a dick i know so then he returns to the ship he gets 45 of his favorite pirates <laughs> and they escape on a smaller ship and wow. then they continue to pirate from the smaller ship and he's just pretending he's no longer pirating wow. yeah so he's he's saying oh me blackbeard i'll never pirate again in my life but me 
slightly shorter grey beard, <laughs> well, I can't promise anything. I was going to say, just shave it off. You'd have another 25 yeah. years. Yeah, I think he does at one point. I think he does shave it off. And then there's um, the historian from this podcast I listened mm. to has a theory that he made a wig out of his own beard to put on to frighten people if he oh. needed to become Blackbeard again. That's such a good idea. Yeah, I don't, she doesn't know if it's true, neither mm. do I, but could be so um then the story goes for the queen anne's revenge is that steed remember steed Bonnet, um who blackbeard was friends with mm-hmm. um tries to lead the crew and everyone abandons the ship uh, and the ship is allowed to float back out to sea and sink and it's recently been discovered again and oh. archaeologists are diving to it wow that's fun so this um, is um, of the people who were left in drunken stupors on board and then and Bonnet Steve wakes up and is like, well. oh boy, come on lads. Yeah, so All they're right. like, quick, let's go because <laughs> <laughs> the governor's coming for us. So wow. that's one version. All right. The second version is Blackbeard hears of King Charles's act of pardon, mm-hmm. um, act of grace, and um there were conditions around the pardon which was certain dates and in those dates they'd been laying siege to charlestown so it was like if you haven't pirated like since this date you're pardoned for all of that but anything you did after this date we might still hang you as a pirate right so blackbeard is like well i'm not going to turn myself in if i'm going to be hung hanged and so he's still an absolute serpent in this story oh god he says to steed hey steed i've heard about this pardon thing it's gonna be totally fine you need to go and ask for pardon Uh so steed goes and asks for pardon he goes to a man called charles eden governor of virginia and steve receives receives steed receives his pardon and it's fine steve recedes (laughs) and steed returns to collect his ship which is the revenge and Mm. to say to blackbeard it's fine like everything was okay you can go too and um when he gets there he discovers that Blackbeard has stolen all of the valuables and all of the supplies and marooned the crew oh no and then steed's like where's all my stuff blackbeard but blackbeard's long gone and he has already set set out for his pardon and receives it so those are the two versions of the story oh my god but the second one like the first one is cold but like he does it to get his pardon the second one like he didn't even need to if he was always to yeah. go and get his pardon he's like oh i'll just have a little fun along the way go yeah. on bonnet la, 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 la. <laughs> yeah horrible um yeah so that's that's the story i like to call blackbeard's pardon wow so now um for a little while blackbeard settles down and mm. he makes a cozy little life for himself and he seems to be retired Alright. Is he with one um, of his wives or is it unclear? Maybe he's got all 14. Maybe. Um, until. 
Oh dear. 22nd of November, 1718. Blackbeard is pirating again. He's come back for one job. (laughs) And he's like, oh, I'm living the pirate life. Sick of living my 14 wives. It's the pirate life for me. Mm. And this guy, who's a new governor of Virginia, Mm. Alexander Spotswood, another great name. (laughs) Brilliant. Is like... Hey, that's Blackbeard, and we don't like him. Yeah. And so Alexander orders the Coast Guard to engage with Blackbeard. Mm. There's a massive sea battle between this guy called Lieutenant Maynard and Blackbeard and his crew, Mm -hmm. in which Maynard is like, Oh no! Please don't come aboard my ship, Blackbeard. And Blackbeard's like, I'm gonna come aboard your ship. And he gets on the ship, and then Maynard's Maynard like, surprise! Surprise! The holds open, soldiers run out of the mm. holds. There's loads of them. Classic. And the fun thing about this is that a lot of Blackbeard's tactic was like fear. So the ship comes close, the Jolly Roger goes up, mm. the, he lights his candle beard. Mm. and it's all to frighten people into giving stuff over so that there doesn't have to be fighting right whereas maynard is like i'm not scared of a freaky beard and i know you're a pirate so come at me Mm. and here's my gun yes and so they do shoot at each other and then they go bang and then they throw their guns aside because you're gonna get one shot in a gun well you have to like you have to put the bullet and and then kind of down and then for a bit (laughs) camping but okay that's it (laughs) you call it what you want and um so they're not the most efficient for speed in battle but and also a bit embarrassing to do in the middle of a fight but they shoot at each other and then they engage in hand-to-hand combat by Mm. hand-to-hand they've got swords um not for long though because blackbeard breaks maynard's sword with his cutlass oh uh and then maynard stabs blackbeard in the leg i assume with a broken sword which is probably worse yeah than a sharp sword i would imagine so um and blackbeard taunts him by shouting well done lad (laughs) that is a badass anything else he's done i feel like pales in comparison to being stabbed in the leg with a broken sword and going well done lad yeah they, he also taunts them at the start of the battle because he's like oh you better not give me quarter which is basically like arrest him and all of this right and maynard's like we never even were going to he says <laughs> it in a better way than that i'm sure <laughs> so I also like, like just because he uses the word lad i'm imagining it like wallace from wallace and grumman oh <laughs> cracking job lad <laughs> I, I don't know that, that that that's the case but um pirates by um ardman is a lovely time if you're if you're feeling piratey after this podcast oh well i might i might check it out do um so blackbeard taunts him well done lad and then again the story diverts slightly Mm. so in one story maynard's crew surrounds the two of them as they fight cutting blackbeard off from his own men Ah. and then the um sailors on maynard's side all attack blackbeard and kill him oh 
in another story, Blackbeard shouts, well done, lad, and then Maynard decapitates him. (laughs) (laughs) Which is such a fun, like, smash cut one to the other. He's, like, not finished saying the words, and his, like, decapitated head continues the sentence as it flies across the deck. I mean, what a way to go, but blimey. It's a bit awkward when you've just been bragging that you're really like, oh, well done, lad, you've got one uh, hit in, and then you haven't got a head anymore. Yeah, like, it's bad enough if you are if you think you're right about something and you're mocking the other person and it turns oh, out they're right. Yeah, I remember that from my life. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly from our friendship. Yeah, exactly. Like, it happens, but it's always quite embarrassing. I was Imagine if... If instead of the person being like, actually, no, I am right, look. I've just Googled it, yeah. Yeah, they just chop your head off. off. Which is also never a good day. If that was the solution to mocking someone unjustly (laughs) for maybe something when you think you're right, uh, I wouldn't have a head about 30 times over. Yeah, same. So uh, I'm glad that it's not. That's why we do it to people who have been dead for a very long time so then there's a lot of death after Mm. this battle um some people have told me that 35 coast guards died some Mm. people have told me 11 on each side during the battle i don't know i wasn't there i couldn't count no but plenty of death a lot of death and all of blackbeard's crew are uh, taken ashore arrested and hanged on the same day Wow, Christ. How many yes. gallows did they have? Well, they probably didn't do it like in unison. Like, Well, no. But... They all go. <sighs> There's also, um, here's a fun fact about pirate dying. <laughs> okay. Um, it's vague because I haven't written it down. It's just something I've Yeah, heard. that's fine. As always, I thought <laughs> I was going to say. Um, <laughs> well, basically... They initially, when piracy first started, it Mm. was kind of the law that people, like criminals, would be killed near where they did their crimes. Kind of like themed deaths. So like highwaymen were hanged near the highway. Uh, Right. Pirates were hanged near the sea. Like they. Well, it makes sense so that then other versions of their criminal would be like, oh, that was me. Yes. It does make sense. It's just cute that they're like, oh, like, let's do it this way. I mean, cute's not the word I use, but I do like the idea of like venue planning for these things. Yes. They like decorate it and things. Yeah. And they also would, um, one really horrible way that they would kill people, pirates, mm. was they would put them in cages and put them just below the tide line <gasps> and they would stay in the cage for three tides. Oh. Yeah. Which is like grim. Jesus so, um, but anyway, yeah, they had loads of gallows and they hang them all in unison on the same day. Yeah, blimey. Meanwhile, Blackbeard's corpse, mm. the sort of, not the autopsy guy, because they didn't have one, no. but the person who was like, oh, I'm going to have a look around this. on this corpse. Yeah. Um, discovered Don't the mind Blackbeard... if I do. Yeah, they discovered that Blackbeard had been shot five times and cut around 20. So that leads more to me more to believe that it was like a crew effort rather than Maynard being upset and decapitating Blackbeard. But I I would think that's more likely anyway. Like, 
yes and then the story has changed over time to be like Maynard what a legend yeah and I feel like I mean if you're in Blackbeard's position if you're fighting hand to hand with someone and there's also you know 60 odd members of the Coast Guard aiming firearms at you you know you're not gonna win so you might well be like haha well done lad and then yeah maybe you're like well but you're not going to do it if you're like, hmm, there's a good chance he could decapitate me if I just push him over the edge. I don't know, though, because he was like... A bit of a diva. Know, a bit... Blackbeard. A bit, <laughs> bit of, of a diva. diva. <laughs> so now we reach the end of our tale. Oh. What happened to Blackbeard's decapitated head? Yes. Well, the head was mounted at the front of the ship and was paraded up and down the coast. Oh, God. And then his skull was encased in silver and was used as a drinking vessel in the taverns up and down the east east coast. Yeah, east coast of America. That's so extra. <laughs> well, because you've got, I mean, yes, but you've got to think of it in the way that these people were under siege by him for like two to five years That's being true. like we can't get any money from all of the horrible things we're doing to other humans because yeah. this guy keeps stealing our cotton so like good point no good one's point. good here but no but they are would, glad they are glad and they're so glad they'll drink out of a silver encased human skull blimey and there we are. That's Blackbeard. Wow, I'm that's fantastic, and that also throws um, doubt on my little. Yes. Uh, well, not that it was supposed to be biographical, like it's from a novel, but um, yeah, when maybe it wasn't that, Blackbeard's was like... beard. Maybe it was body hair. Ooh, it's chest hair. <laughs> yeah, just. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, I mean, yeah, so that's that's Blackbeard. They've lost the skull now. No one knows where it is. Oh no. Do they know where the rest of the body is? Or is it just kind of in a pit with other criminals' bodies? That's what I don't know. Shall I look mm. it up and see? Yeah, because you know, I don't know. Because sometimes buried. legendary bad guys in inverted commas would be buried separately just for the story and the warning and all that. But I don't know if, if, it, if this was more just like, oh, thank God, put him in the pirate pit. Oh. Or I saying that um... six times fast, put him in the pirate pit. His headless body is believed to be buried in a mass grave somewhere on the island of Ocracoke. Okay. Which uh, <laughs> you can today take a break from your pirate trail to enjoy Ocracoke's charming village and pristine beaches. Oh, lovely. In North Carolina. So if you're listening from North Carolina, which <laughs> I doubt you got this far because... <laughs> why well, bring a spade tell us what you find <laughs> oh my god yeah dig up the pirates if you're from north carolina and tell See us if you can find one without a head that you think if it had had a head would probably have had a black beard um yeah sure <laughs> well thank yeah. you so much for telling me all that i i'm fascinated you're so welcome especially the pardon story and the 14 wives yeah I wouldn't have known that about Blackbeard. No. All Strangely, the you did. Beard. That's absolutely brilliant. 
Thank you for listening to the Other Martha's podcast, the show where a drama student and a film graduate talk about things we have no business talking about. If you enjoyed today's episode, please do subscribe to our channel for more.